Welcome to the Athlon Sports Cover 2 podcast here on AthlonSports.com. My name is Braden Gall. His name is Mitch Light. You can get to him on Twitter, at Athlon Mitch, at Braden Gall, at Athlon Sports. Got some uh, housekeeping and bookkeeping on the front end here. Um, obviously, rate, review, subscribe. Because, frankly, Mitch is actually just I'm, – I'm quoting him now. Mitch is in heat on, on college football. That th- This is what you just said to me before the there podcast. There are certain discussions was, that are off the record. Oh, that, you, that was one of them? You betrayed oh. my trust. Well, where's your journalist? Maybe you should have used a burner. Maybe you should use a burner phone while talking face to face with me. I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> I'm going to text you from a burner phone. We will get to a lot of text DMs slash email conversation about journalistic integrity and, of course, what the hell took place at Tennessee. We'll get into that because it's fascinating. But I don't really want to discuss it about Tennessee as much as I do social media, the impact on college football, journalism, what it what it really is and, and is about, and what, how the sausage is made, and all that kind of stuff. We'll get into all that. I also want to, again, remind people, podcast at athlonsports.com is the website or is the email address. Rate, review, subscribe. That's how people, we, we have people find some, us. So. Some, I saw I was traveling last week, so I didn't. There were some tech tweets back and forth that I was I didn't get back. But someone asked you a question. You said something about a mailbag. We've never really done that. If we get enough questions, no. we can we can throw we, some mailbag yeah, we, questions We in might there. do that during the summer months. Yeah, during the summer months, I, I think that might be the a good... The dog days of the Yeah, off-season. I think that would be a great time for us to, to do like a mailbag because I think it would be... Especially after the magazine comes out, we can sort of look at it and I, I want to know... People what, can say like you're an idiot because you picked Texas. Right, we want to know where we where people think we are the most right, wrong, you know, off base, whatever. That, that we, is actually love, a good idea. Just we based love the on feedback. Our, our predictions yeah. are out. Let's talk about it. Speaking of feedback on the magazines... Yes. We have hidden a little nugget, a little gem, inside of the Athlon Sports NFL Draft magazine, which is on newsstands now. Go buy it. You have an opportunity to win a trip, access to the your number one favorite game of choice in 2019 for college football. Yours so would this be year. Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan. Of clear, course. Clear of course. I don't even know what interstate connects Ypsilanti and Mount Pleasant, but if there is one, that's the battle of I that. Um, <laughs> I that. So, no, I, the point like is, I Carly. So here's what you need to do. It's all you need. It's very, very simple. Actually, you have an opportunity to win a, a trip, a, a access to a game of your choice, any game. It could be anything you want. If you're an Alabama fan, I, I, I'm guessing when they play that other team in the state, might be your favorite game of be. choice. Here's what you got to do. You have to buy the magazine. Very simple instructions inside that magazine. There's an ad in that magazine. Uh, you got to go find it and follow the directions. Basically, all we want is for you to give us some feedback on the Athlon Sports NFL Draft magazine. Speaking of feedback, but you got to find the URL that's buried in the Athlon Sports magazine. So if you go by the Draft magazine, which most of you were assuming you love college football, you love the draft, all of it's tied together. Go by the magazine. There's a little ad, there's a, there's an ad buried in there where it'll give you a chance to win a tri- like seriously, someone's going to get a trip and access to whatever football game they want to in college football in 2019. So go... Only one, not there, every There's a URL in there. You go to the URL. You follow the instructions. Super easy. It's very, very simple. You were able to do it. We're not using the other draft right. magazine anymore. We're just using this one. Okay. Yeah, I was able... I typed it in, yes. and it showed up... Your brain's not good at the internet. ...on my computer machine. Okay. It showed up right there. And then you proceeded to say really bad things about me. In the feedback no. section. No, I would never. Okay, I think you thank do a, you. I think you do a marvelous job. Thank you. Uh, any more bookkeeping? Um, no, I think that's everything. Follow us on Twitter, all that stuff by yeah. the magazine. Also, what we're doing from now, we got five more weeks of a new, <laughs> five more weeks of something we're starting this week. <laughs> <laughs> what to sell it? What we're going to do, actually six, technically. What we're going to do, every podcast for the next six weeks, we are going to pick out one major conference and then the group of five, 
and, and we are going to ask five big questions. Very original, very creative. It's how no one's ever done anything. Like it's this. as creative as we get yes. here on the Cover Two Podcast because there's two of us, yes. um, <laughs> and it's named after an antiquated defense. We will have the five big questions for spring-ish football because this will run past spring football. Right. But we're going to do one conference today, Big 12. So we'll get to the Big 12 a little bit later. We've got the five big questions about the Big 12. Um, one coming up a little bit later on, we'll do Pac-12, ACC, SEC, Big 10, Group of Five, all over the course of the next month or so as you are in heat putting the magazine together. As I was just going to say, I'm very, I feel great today, well-rested, chipper. Mm. Each week, you will probably notice me getting less more so. stressed, <laughs> drained mentally, physically, <laughs> less sleep. So, so spending time with me gets more and more difficult. Like I see you come in to do the podcast and I just groan. Well, so. it, but just think of the listeners. Okay. Think of the people out there that desperately need to hear the sweet, sultry sounds of Mitch Light to get through their work week. I'll be there. Okay. Okay. I just had a song playing in my head. Okay. I'll be there. Um, all right, so let's get started with with the Tennessee stuff and the leaks and the, t- the Freedom of Information Act and the text messages. I-, I got a couple of broader questions I'd like to ask instead of diving deep into why the hell didn't Tennessee fans allow John Curry to hire Mike Leach, for example, because Mike Leach would have been a better hire. Let's get let's m- a couple of broad questions here. First question is how much trouble do you think any of the coaches that currently have jobs? I don't know, Paul Johnson. Whose agent was clearly asking for the job? He, that's the one. Dave Doran really, yeah. clearly wanted the job and then got ghosted by Tennessee. They just ignored him. Mike Leach clearly was a, had a verbal agreement well, with one, John Curry. That one already came out. That, um, that, 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 nothing new. But these the is all official now. That, yeah. And there's just I'm just saying, aren't aren't any of these coaches having some meetings with their bosses right now? Like once all that information came out, don't you think? Like if you're an AD, you're going, hmm, uh, coach. Uh, you didn't tell us you were super interested in leaving Georgia Tech to go to Tennessee. Right. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, if I'm an AD, I'm super pissed. I'm like, Paul Johnson, you know, we, you know you've had a couple of lean years. We, we, we stuck behind you. Hey, we, this school hired you. No, how many other Power 5 schools hire an option coach? None. So, you know, um, I, I realize that the relationship between Paul Johnson and the fan base there is kind of tenuous. It's up and down. Um, I can see why Paul Johnson's a perfect example of a coach who, even though he's still doing well at a school, you might want to – time to move on you know get get out before you know the pack comes to get you uh each case is different dave doran nc state to tennessee that's a no-brainer i mean if, if i'm nc state's ad i'm not that you know I, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the whole i'm not thing. that mad like why why you know if the nc state ad would probably want to leave for tennessee my, that's my favorite part is that they just stopped te- like okay. dave doran was basically like you up yeah, you out yeah. and tennessee was like dot 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 like, you could see Tennessee texting, but then Tennessee's like, no, I'm not going to send this text. They basically just ghosted on, on Dave Norman, which is amazing. Um, so I, that's sort of my first question is that's really unfortunate for anybody that might be linked right, to that I'm job. all for freedom of information. Like, you know, it's good that reporters can get this information. But, like, do we really need to see every text and DM from John Curry? Oh, well, Tennessee fans, uh, they despise that man. And here's the other – here's my, my favorite part of this whole thing is that Tennessee is paying John Curry $2.5 million because he made a bad coaching hire. That's every athletic director in America, basically. I mean, Jeremy Foley. But he's not, he's not working. The Jer- other ones are still working. Name the football coaches Jeremy Foley hired at Florida. Yeah. World-renowned world oh, athletic director. That, that's, that's my – like, he might have done the, the greatest st- things behind the scene for Florida facilities. Their Olympic sports are sure. amazing. But he hired Ron Zook and Will Muschamp at a, at a job, at a school. And Jim McElwain. Yeah, and Jim, sorry, Jim McElwain. At, at, and Urban Meyer fell into his lap. I mean, Urban Meyer right. was a no-brainer. Sure, they, they beat Notre Dame for him, you know, th- that year. He was looking at both schools. But 
at a school is, that that is, you know, arguably top two or three job in the country, it's not very difficult to hire a football coach. And he failed more than he succeeded. And again, I don't want to. I sort of don't want to make this focused on Tennessee, but Tennessee fans, you're just so embarrassing right now. Um, and it is my alma mater, so I'm allowed to have an opinion about this a little bit more so maybe than other ones. It's just I just don't know what, who cares what John Curry's text messages say to people. I don't. I don't. Even through all of the nonsense, and I think John Curry was guilty of a lot of stuff, and this is where I, my second broad question here is, you know, the the impact of social media on the, our sport now is both terrifying and cool and fascinating at the same time. And people, a lot of responses I get are, why is it terrifying? I go, well, think about your job, and if on social media you were accused of covering up child sexual abuse with no factor information, you would probably get fired and then have a tough time finding employment. Now, Greg Schiano is fine. He's got his defensive coordinator job at Ohio State. He's making lots of money. It's whatever. But think about how the mob mentality could take a story about your life, run with it incorrectly, and how much that would – like, if that was me, I would have been fired. If, if they painted that on the rock about me, I'd get fired, and I would have a tough time being able to provide, provide for my family. So just let's slow down on how terrifying like, – like, oh, why is it terrifying? The fans don't have a right to have an opinion? That's different. You have a right to have an opinion. It's another thing to accuse a man of something inappropriately that could cause him to maybe not have a job. And that goes for every person on this planet. And, and the first thing I thought of, terrifying is not necessarily the right word because I'm not sharing, you know, any – there's nothing scandalous in my text. But you, you know some coaches. I don't know a ton of coaches. But I know well, some coaches that I text that are, that are public institutions. I don't well, want to – No, no, I, I, yeah. I want to get to that in a second. That's okay. a different subject. I'm talking about I, – Yeah, I agree. How, how the social – like, you don't even have to be related to anything. This, but you have a public – sort of a public job. You're a But why, why would you – why would you – I'm going to play the slight like, devil's I'm, advocate. Why, a, slight I, devil's advocate. Why would you instantly – lose your job shouldn't your employer get all the facts first you're not going to necessarily lose your job because a mob comes after you which which is part of the question they, it they, sucks for they, you no, and your reputation no, they, they did they bailed on greg Schiano because of the social media mob that's what happened the pr was so bad right that the two separate things the donors two separate the, things he didn't get hired he didn't not get hired because tennessee said oh wait he was involved at penn state he didn't get hired because of the mob reaction to that. There's two separate things. You're saying you'd get fired if someone painted that on a rock. No, your no, employ- no. Yeah, your employer well, should do due diligence and decide whether or not to fire you. Yeah, but, two but, separate but in a position, in a job of, of, so, of public, when you're in the public, like I host a radio show locally in Nashville. We do this podcast. It's not really public, but, but we, thank <laughs> very, very jo- we thank you guys for joining us. We thank you guys for joining us every week. Um, but if I was to get a, like, some, like, again, it's more appropriate locally. If I were to get a DUI, something awful, right? Which I yeah. would never do because I don't drink and drive. But if I, if I were to get a major, if I was to get a DUI, it'd be a story locally in Nashville. And, but what if it wasn't true? And all of a sudden newspapers everywhere and the social media mob mentality are all but screaming you would, and yelling about Braden Gall getting a DUI. Suck for your reputation, but you wouldn't necessarily But your fired. reputation is what you are in the, so, when you have a social, when you have a, when you have a public job. My, my but point, that same thing would happen 20 years ago. The, the, the newspapers no, would come out. No, not if there's, again, this Greg Schiano situation but, sorry, would not have happened yeah, at no, all. No, clearly Period. Greg Schiano wouldn't have happened. But, but yeah, I, my, I mean, my I message we're is not the, disagreeing. We're just, I'm just. The, the delicate nature with which, because, again, the other side of this coin is social media is great. And I think the most fascinating part of this is still that a, that a group of vocal minority fans took to social media and changed a coaching search. 
I still think that is one of the craziest things I've yeah, ever heard. I of. totally agree. And it wasn't just fans. It was like state legislators. Right. You know, like and, then, well, and I don't even want to get to that part. I just – because that's – they got better things to do and they're selective moral outrage and all that stuff that we've talked about right. ad nauseum. But it's, it's, it's a cool, awesome, amazing thing that, that they have a voice and that voice can be powerful and that voice can affect change. In this case, they don't like Greg Schiano. I don't like the reasons they went after Greg Schiano because I think it was wildly inappropriate to do what they did. But I, that's the cool side of it. It brings people together. That We see social movements all the time in this country that are now unified over social media. It, social media has got a huge positive side to it. It also has this other terrifying side Has there to been it. a head coaching hire in either sport that has been wildly unpopular since that? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm waiting for the next time a school with a rabid fan base just doesn't like the coach because they think that they, their AD should have done better. What will the outrage then be? And uh, my guess is that the school will not cave because they've hired the. They can't hide behind the extracurricular, for lack of a better term, Chiano stuff. Like Pitt's about right. to hire Jeff Capel in basketball. That's that's a popular hire. So that's not. But like, let's say they hired someone else they didn't like. Right. What if you know all the Pitt fans came after Heather like the AD? You know, are, are they going to cave? Like, uh, we. How far will this go? That's sort of my question. Is what I don't what's think. The next well, I, step, I think what's the next I think step? In all as this? powerful as social media can be, as powerful as the mob can, the mob mentality can be. I think Shiano was a unique situation. Okay, I, I, and I hope you're right. Because I hope I, I'm right. I hope you're right because I the other the other part of this is it's great for fans to have an opinion. You are allowed to have an opinion, and you speak with your wallet. Right? You either don't donate money to the to the school, or you don't buy tickets to the game. You can speak with your wallet, and that can be a very powerful thing. Just look at Will Muschamp's last couple of home games at Florida. Empty seats everywhere. It leads to making a change earlier than maybe you think because you have power as a fan. It doesn't mean you're qualified to be the athletic director. That's another thing we need to consider here. Just because you watch your team every second and you read every message board doesn't mean you're qualified to hire the football coach. Athletic directors are qualified to do that most. for a reason. Most. And most of them hire bad coaches sometimes, right. too. Because it's very difficult. Because it's a very – that's the point. Because not everyone can win every you game. You can't – you listening right now, unless you're an athletic director, you are probably not – you could be running a massive corporation. You could be really successful at something. It doesn't mean you're qualified. You and I do this for a living, and we're probably not qualified to hire football coaches. The amount of information they have and vetting and resource like, – you can have an opinion on coach, and you can speak with your wallet by buying or not buying tickets. But it doesn't mean you're qualified to decide whether or not Greg Schiano is a good coach or not. Like, you're, you're not. That's why John Curry makes $2.5 million not to, work. to sit on his ass. Because he, what you're doing right now. he was more qualified. I'm not making that much. You should be paying me more if I was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're close. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, last but not last on this is the journalism side of this. First of all, Tennessee fans, I don't understand why you care about Dan Walken. I, I don't. Uh, you know Dan very well. You've known him for a long time. Uh, I, I think Dan's a little weird, but I think he's a professional. Very, very professional. He's a very professional guy. And what I think is interesting about this is, and, and Andy Staples has talked about this, and I know him pretty well too, and I've talked to him about this. There, There's no reason you talk to coaches in the SEC. I talked to coaches in the SEC and in, in other conferences. Mostly Sunbelt. A lot of Sunbelt yeah. co coaches. A lot of UMBC. Just mostly just Ryan Odom, yes. actually. <laughs> yeah. um, no. I, in fact, I talked to a Texas assistant this past week, actually. But those conversations are off the record. And those conversations wouldn't happen if it wasn't mutually beneficial. And this is how all good journalism works. You cultivate sources. You find out information. You can help them. They can help you. Otherwise, why would that person in power, in this case, John Curry, 
have any conversation with anybody about anything. How would we ever? Have, he doesn't want to, John Curry doesn't want to be friends with a ran, a random national reporter. No, he's not. Dan Wilkin and John Curry aren't buddies. They are doing their job. They're mutually beneficial relationship. Dan Wilkin gets a benefit because he gets to break the story, and that's good for his job. John Curry finds someone who has a like opinion. Dan Wilkin or just a, gets feedback. He knows that Dan knows things. He says, right. well, you know, we're, we're looking at Chiana or we're looking at Mike Leach. Even just read the text message conversation. Or, or, you know, you know w- what do people say about it? And, and then random reporter can say, let's say, let's just not use Dan as an example. Let's say it's you. You know what, though? I, I know this former guy who used to work with him. He can be a total a-hole. What, you know, John Curry uses people. ADs use people to get information. Right. It's and, and, I've, and I have received, I have been on the air on Sirius XM and received a text message from a head FBS football coach asking about oh, Nick, Nick Saban, like promoting this or, Hey, give us pub for this. Or, Hey, did you see this story? And if it aligns with my opinion and I already feel that way, then, then I'm not sacrificing my journalistic integrity to, to go down that road. If I think hypothetically, I think XYZ coach is garbage. And an AD calls me and says, hey, give me some positive PR on this garbage Because we're about to hire him. Because we're about to hire him. And I say, sure, dude. I'll write a great just, – just, I'll just do a whole segment of radio on how much I love your coach. Then I would be sacrificing my journalistic integrity because I'd be giving up my objective opinion, which is dedicated to my audience. Like our, our goal on, on – in my goal on radio, Sirius XM, locally, or this podcast, my loyalty is 100% to my audience, is to, to the people who are listening. And if I give you an opinion that's not real and not authentic, then I'm failing my audience. And Dan Wilkin liked the Greg Schiano hire. You can think he's wrong about that, and that's okay. But Dan Wilkin liked the Greg Schiano hire, to which then John Curry responds, hey, how about a little help on the PR because Tennessee fans are wackos, which they sort of were that day. And that, that's it. it. He wasn't I, I go back. sacrificing this journalistic integrity thing. is just beyond comprehension to me. Like, and something you said just kind of piqued my interest there. That's why so many people have a problem with, you know, made for debate TV because they feel people are making arguments that they don't believe agree. in for the sake of clicks. That's why we haven't viewers. made it big yet, Mitch. Because we're too we honest. Just, we we're just, too we're we're just too, honest. we're too honest. We're too authentic. We're yeah. too genuine, and we we agree on a lot of things. <laughs> people, we don't. We don't. When we disagree, it's genuine. When you and I disagree, it's like we almost kill each other. Sometimes. Yes, people have offered us. Five million dollars to disagree. We just refuse to do it. I know. I got seven. So, Ooh. yeah, I'm the host. Wow, <laughs> you picked on me earlier. <laughs> you picked on me earlier. Uh, so I just, I, first of all, I'm fascinated by this. This is like a male. But I want to go. Yeah, I want to go like back. trash TV for yeah. like college football fans. So but I, I, get I do want to go back to like the, in, in the text that you've sent to coach. Like that would be really weird if something all this in, a, in an information dump if it came out said Braden Gall said hey coach like you know like just be weird I haven't read all thousands of pages if, I if, wonder if yeah, I if your texts <laughs> I have been texting people in the Tennessee athletic department said, you, know, you know to a, to a coach or an administrator of public school you know and I wonder if coaches now will be more reluctant to just engage in text conversations with reporters they burner phones Hugh Freeze burner phones yes now, if you're going to call escort services, just honestly use a burner phone. Like, that's just stupidity. That's just stupid. So I should, but texting with Dan Wilkin, like, that's, again, right. I, you're, you're, I, I've, I have had conversations with current SEC assistants, current, that that I am not allowed to share and that I would probably be embarrassed if they came out. Yes. And they were, nice things were not said by both parties, not at each other. Right. But like, just like that 
that guy is terrible at this or yes. that guy's terrible at that. Which this, and play, like, which this player is and bad. What, and what we do is sometimes we take that and we use that as we delve into our own, our own analysis of something. The, yes. It's just a piece of data. Like if I have an opinion on a quarterback or an offense – and you had one. Let's let's use one uh, that was public, right? Didn't you do one? Uh, aren't we doing a Q and A in the magazine about what offense? We talked about this with Hugh Freeze. What coordinator was one of the toughest coordinators to coordinate against? And somebody in the SEC said Hugh Freeze is one of the toughest yes, coordinators yes. to ever coordinate against. That uh, then may affect your opinion, but it will not define your opinion. It will be a one it, piece it reinforced of, because I've been a right from a football standpoint. I've been a Hugh Freeze proponent, think he's a really good offensive coordinator for years. Right. You have disagreed because you're wrong and don't know anything about <laughs> football. This knowledgeable coach agreed with me. And had this coach texted me that same thing, I might be like, well, tell me why. Why did you? Why do you think that? No, I you, might go you to- would not have shared it because it would have made you look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is is that it, it is part of the evaluation process. When we look at a team or a player right. or a scheme or whatever, and we get information from somebody that most people don't have access to, it, it does not 100% change everything we think or feel. It's just a part of – well, like for the evaluation right process. now, we're, we're working on our all-conference teams. We email all of our writers and say, hey, the team you cover, we'd like to get some feedback. I know this isn't a coach, it's a writer. Nominate some guys, the team you cover. We don't just say because our Auburn writer says Jared Sims should be first team. It's just more data. We've talked to coaches. we talked to other people. You use it all, and then we form our own opinion as an editorial staff. Well, and, and look at our coaches. Uh, one of our favorite portions of the magazine every single year is the anonymous coaching scouting report. They're saying some really amazing and awful things about each other in those things, but they do it because it's off the record. Right. And so I, I don't know. I just I okay. don't under, I don't understand why fans are getting so upset about finally seeing how the sausage is sort well, of made. Well, I mean, the look scenes. at the current climate of the media climate of our nation, and the people's lack of trust and respect for the media, which so. is which is terrible. Which is terrible. Pe- people have to. It's terrible. It, it's 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 awful to think that. And again, I don't particularly. I'm not particularly close with Dan. You are. I am not a, a huge – like, I don't like interviewing him because he's weird in person, but he's great on Twitter, and he's a great reporter, and he's a professional. I have nothing but respect. I disagree with his opinion on Greg Schiano. I don't think it's a great hire. But you believe that he believes his yes, opinion. Yes. yes, he didn't make up that opinion on his own just because of John Curry asked him to. Like, that's that's what I don't like about this. Yes. So, okay. Uh, when somebody reports something in the media, like you're talking about bigger scale stuff – they're not doing it. There are some out there that are hacks that are doing it because they're biased. That's not the way. Most journalists take codes of ethic classes in college. And they study the the rules. You're not engagement. working for the USA Today if you're just a local yes, guy who's. Just, these people work very very hard and they have codes of ethics because they study that in college and they study that to get the jobs that they have. And the ones who are hacks that break those codes of ethics, guess what? They don't last very long, and they end up on a certain television channel. Anyway. Um, and then somewhere else after that. That's it's the stepping stone job. Now. Yes. Um, anyway. All right. All right. Can we so talk some football. You want to go f- big five big questions? The debut of our new segment on the show. I think we need to call them huge questions. Huge. Yeah. I, I think big. Okay. Big, large. Yeah. Just large questions. Okay. Five big questions. So. All right. Big twelve this week. We'll move on to another conference next week. Five big questions in the Big Twelve. Again. Through spring, as we're preparing the magazine, these are the big questions that come to mind. Number one in the Big 12, and they're not in any particular order. They're just sort of there. Number one, will West Virginia be able to stop anyone on defense? I don't know. That's a good question. Tony Gibson's defenses have traditionally been very good. I think he's kind of an underrated coordinator over the years. You know, last uh, number two in the league in total defense, 
uh, in 16, tied for second in 15, sixth in, in 14. So he's had some good defenses in a league where it's not always easy. They were awful against the run last year. That was their problem. Last in the league, and that includes being worse than Kansas at stopping people from running the football. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. My concern, looking at they don't have they got some big issues on the defensive line. Uh, one of their projected starters left the team, Adam Schuler, to pursue a track and field career. I'm assuming probably in like you know the discus or something, not in like any sprints. Um, <laughs> they have two new starting cornerbacks, and they need some junior college help the linebacker position. On paper, I don't know if this is going to be the worst defense in the in the Big Twelve. I don't see it being appreciably better. Mm. They're going to have they were to, in I'm, the hundreds last year. They're going right? to have to. Everyone has to outscore people to win games because that's the way competition works. You need to outscore someone. Oh, but the, along so to, moral victories aren't a to thing use for the you. Cliche: They're going to have to outscore people, which they might be able to do. But if they if they surprise on defense, they can win the league. The, and that's sort of what my that's where this question comes from for me is they were 98th in the nation last year in yards per play on defense, six point one three yards per play. It, like you said, if they surprise and are are let's say they're in the 60s in yards per play defense. This is a team good enough and capable enough on offense to win the Big 12. And I think that's where the, that's why it's one of the biggest questions for me is they have the most proven quarterback in the league and in Will very Greer. Very good wide receivers. Very good wide receivers. We know the offensive system is pretty good. They're actually okay running the football. We've seen him do it at times over the last couple of years. It's all about the defense. And I think they beat Tennessee, speaking of the balls. I think they beat Tennessee in the season. They're, they're like a nine-point favorite in that game, by the way. Wow. Um, which speaks to where Tennessee's roster is right now. But if they if they beat Tennessee and go seven and two in the league, they absolutely could win with just a just a touch of yeah, defense. Yeah, we, we've just we've, a touch of defense. We've already uh, talked about the Big Twelve in our, our predictions meeting, and as usual, the middle of that league is kind of one big blob, you know. So there's there's not much you need to do to separate yourself, you know, just be a little bit better than we think. And, and so they, like so like don't suck on yes. defense. And you might win a conference championship, West Virginia. That should be the mantra, like when they go out to the practice field, like just have signs that say "Don't suck on defense." We need a rapper to write a song called "Don't Suck on Defense" and then have it just blaring through the hills of West Virginia, like John Denver's. Yeah, Denver well, no, that's like, I don't. That doesn't yeah. strike me as a hype song. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> take <So>. me home. <laughs> so we're in agreement. We don't know if they'll stop anyone. If they well, do, if they you, can win what, the league. What do you think? I think they will be. I think they'll be better because they were so bad. I, I, but not good enough to win not, a championship. Not good enough to win a championship. They will not okay. be a championship caliber. I league. think I agree with that. Number two in the Big 12. Question number two. Two, 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 two. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who should start? Capital letters should. At should yeah. start at quarterback at the University of Texas. Ellinger. I like the, Sam. I like the ability to run the ball. I think that to me that's a... That's a difference maker. If you know, in today's college game, it's very, very difficult to win with a less than mobile quarterback. He brings that. He rushed for 381 yards last year. Interesting. I looked these numbers up. Bouchelle had a better completion percentage, 64 to 58. Now Ellinger was a freshman, but Ellinger had more yards per attempt, so they got more production out of those completions. I, it's a good situation to have if they manage it properly. But I like Sam Ellinger. I think Sam Ellinger should be the starter as well. I talked to someone Ooh. in Austin, said dude looks like, like a linebacker, and is has that good? Incredible moxie. All the I like stuff, moxie. All the reasons that we like him when you watch him. He just yeah. has these leadership qualities. He's physical. He plays I think they hard. Call it the it factor, Brady. Uh, all this stuff. The, the the coaching staff. 
is is high on him. I think they want him to win the job. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, they're very early in the spring. It's an open competition, but I think I I agree with you. Sam Ellinger to me is the guy. Austin Boy, you know that that's like his. I just like the he, ability to run the ball. He too. is the Jake Fromm of Texas, but like again, built more like a linebacker and plays like a linebacker, whereas Jake Fromm's more of like a true pocket passer. So now both played a lot um, last year. You know, I would no matter who wins the job, I would think born and raised play. a Texas fan. You know, all that, all that stuff. So um, I, I I think it should be Sam Ellinger as well. Um, so I, I, it'd be, it'll be interesting to see That's what my guess, what that, guess? that, that, that would be my guess. There's no well. longer the, Oh, he's a freshman. we got to go with the veteran. They're no, both, I, they're both, they yeah. both had plenty of snaps. I, I totally agree. And, and by the way, I spoke to someone not texted. You are just, I spoke so that it wasn't recorded. Yeah. So that it could, you know, who's missing by the way, from the, all this freedom of information act stuff, one line from Jimmy Sexton that says, call me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thousands of emails and direct messages and, and email and t- texts. The most powerful man in all of it didn't find him anywhere, did you? Smart guy, Interesting, that, yeah. Jimmy Sexton didn't become the most powerful smelled, agent in football smelled, uh, because he's stupid. Yeah. He, it's like Vegas; they're not they don't build all those golden pyramids because they're wrong all the time. Uh, all right, question number three: the Big Five questions in the Big Twelve. Question yes. number three: Is there any reason to doubt Mike Gundy's ability? To replace his offensive weapons, lost Mason Rudolph, lost James Washington, lost a couple other receivers, rebuild offensive line. Are there any? Is there any reason to doubt that and think he won't do it again? Just well, replace them all and be better again. Well, just be just as good. They were, and I should have looked this up more from a number standpoint. They were probably at their best in the Mike Gundy era last year, um, for as far as efficiency of their passing attack. So okay, I'm going to qualify this. What the, number would you like? Um, just just their yards per play on offense. Their yards per play on offense last three years. Well, that's all Mason Rudolph, right? Yeah, okay. So, you know, I think they will fifth, take fifth in the nation in 2017. Yeah. Um, twelfth in the nation in 2016. Um, this is great podcasting here. 26th in the nation in 2015, which would have been the three Mason Rudolph years, yeah. correct? Okay, well, so so that that's good enough. Um, well, hang on. 2014. What about 98? <laughs> 2014, 76th in the nation. Okay, so it's a little bit of a mis- misconception that they're just every year. Uh, 45th in 2013 and 2012. They were third, which would have been the... Brandon Whedon year, I believe, right? 2012. Um, Can I answer the question? There you go. I think they'll be really, really good on offense. I don't think they'll be as – I don't – when you've got maybe the best wide receiver in the country and a top three or four quarterback, I don't see how you'll be as efficient on offense. They've got an interesting quarterback situation. Drew Brown transfers in, grad transfer from Hawaii, who is undersized, not really a runner, rushed for seven net yards last year at Hawaii. You'd think he's kind of undersized. He might be a dual threat. He's not – Spencer Sanders is their top freshman, a guy before Brown transferred in that a lot of people thought would win the job, a true true dual threat from, from Texas. They still have some, you know, Jalen McCleskey's back, Dylan Stoner, Tyron Johnson, who began his career at LSU. They still have some weapons on the outside. I think they'll be really, really good on offense, but I think to say they're just going to plug and play and they're going to be as good as they were last year, I don't think that's the case. So not a championship contender because they cannot automatically replace all those people. I think it was kind of a perfect storm of greatness. By the way, third in the nation in yards per play on offense for Oklahoma State in 2011, third in 2012. 
um, all, eighth in 2010. So I think all three of those are better than Mason Rudolph. So, yeah, they were fifth under Mason Rudolph was his best ranking. They were third in 2011 and 2012. So Brendan Whedon's offense with James Blackman uh, was better than – no, 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 it was Dez or James Blackman? I'd get them all. They run together. They've run the ball better the last couple of years. And that's where just I think Justice Hill is really yeah, good. That's the weapon. More, maybe more of a focal point. That's year. the weapon they need to to utilize. So, what um, say you, Gall? I I think that there's some level of just I, I, I buy into it. And well, there's some of it. It's like Texas Tech to a degree, right? I mean, he's every just year, find guys. yeah. Um, yeah, Justin Blackman was 2011. Yeah, so um, I I say like West Virginia, not enough to win a championship. I, I believe that they will be better than people think because they're replacing so much, but they won't be good enough to win a championship. I agree. So, all right, question number four, the big five in the Big 12. Number four, and this is my favorite one, Ooh. my favorite question. I'm going to let you answer it first then. Oh, I don't want to. I'm okay, scared now. Okay. Number four, does Iowa State have staying power? Define staying power, Braden. <laughs> Eight wins every year? Yes. Staying power, okay. that, which is incredible for Iowa State, right? Uh, okay. If they were to go six years and win between okay, seven okay. and nine how about games? this? Can they be West Virginia like, not light like, where mm. they're mm. they're always a bowl team? Okay, okay. occasionally they, they might dip and go five and seven, but but so every, like Kansas State, yeah. Can they be like just one of those middle of the pack every year teams that every few years can jump up and maybe contend? Maybe if the ball does not bounce their way, they might go five and seven one year. Maybe like another team in their state. Hmm. Northern Iowa? <laughs> no, they're consistently <laughs> yeah. amazing. <laughs> so yes, I do. Th- I think they can be a relevant Big Twelve program um, this year. It's going to be interesting. You know, they they lose some key guys. I love their running game. David Montgomery got a lot back. of people back. Yeah, they lose two stars in the offensive line, but Kyle Kemp is back for his sixth year, I believe, in college. Um, got another year of eligibility, so I think they will be good again this year. They won a lot of close games last year. They lost some close games. The close game theory, which is a regression to the mean generally, doesn't apply to them because yeah. it was they were the mean last year. Yeah, so they went five and four in the league last year. I mean, there's such a fine line in college football, huge turnover margin in the positive for them, which sometimes that that could that will regress yeah. to the mean. You know, a few plays here or there, they go from five and four to you know to, to three and six or you know seven and two, whatever. I think they can be a relevant program in the Big Twelve for the next three to five years. How long is Matt Campbell the head coach at Iowa State? I'm going to say over under. Let's put an over under on years for Matt Campbell. I'm going to say over. I say he'll be there in five years. I think so. Six full seasons. I think he's. I think he's found a, a temporary. I home. would take the way under on that. Okay, but I think it could be one of those where it goes an extra year. I I, I could be. I could three, be way three and off a on half. This. Three and a half. What I think would be the Vegas betting line. I could be way Maybe off on this, but I just think he's a guy that's not just looking to jump at. Any great, any good opportunity that has to be a well. I mean, well, in his buyout, like he he yeah. gave him basically the entire. He basically said, "Hey, entire contract is the buyout." So he, um, and so I, I guess two and a half wouldn't be applicable since he's already been there two years. Um, I, I think three and a half is the. I, I take the over on three and a half. I could see that. I I think they. I, I what I love about college football is these types of situations, where we think we have a rising star coach at a program that doesn't traditionally do great things. And if Matt Campbell is the real deal, then Iowa State will be will have staying power, and that's it. If if Matt Campbell, if last year wasn't a coaching just, game, if last year wasn't a flash in the pan, then Iowa State will be a 
will be a bowl team almost every single year that he is there if he's the real deal. And then he probably does get a bigger job at some point. So that's what I love about the, like it's a results oriented business. And I know not every it's different to evaluate Iowa state versus Texas, right? I mean, it's very different to evaluate those expectations and, and, and accomplishments and win loss records. But if you go seven and five at Iowa state every year for four or five years, you're a pretty good coach. I know Paul Rhodes might disagree with that, but right. th- that you're a pretty good coach. So we'll find out about People Matt Campbell this Paul year. Rhodes a good coach, and right. he did not achieve it's this it's level the Glenn, of It's the Glenn Mason thing. Yeah, be like, careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. When you get, now, that's not obviously happening with this. They're trying their, their damnedest to keep Matt right. Campbell. Uh, so I'm just fascinated by Iowa State this year. I just I, I will That's something I'll be focused on uh, all the time. All right, question number five, and you can maybe reword this if you want. Um, cause I'm not sure how I feel about the wording on this. Yeah. It's not very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> th- the question is, is Kyler Murray good enough to win a big 12 championship? I think Oklahoma is good enough to win a big 12 championship with Kyler Murray at quarterback. That's my answer to that question. It's like sort that. of a different answer because I don't think there is another team that I feel confident picking to win the big 12 championship. I, you might be fascinated by Iowa state this year. To me, Kyler Murray at Oklahoma is a fascinating storyline for two reasons. One, former five-star quarterback who transfers from one big program to another program, and he really hasn't done it yet. He's shown some flashes. But the other is, he's not like any quarterback, really, that we've seen at Oklahoma. Like, What are they going to do offensively? Who is the wide receiver? Paul Thompson? Paul? Yeah. That, you he know, didn't, he but didn't, he never really played quarterback much. He didn't really. Um, we, we have not seen this at Oklahoma. Now, Lincoln Riley is one of the best offensive minds in college football. He will adjust. He will play to Kyler Murray's strengths, but it's not really what they do. So I, I, that's, I see what that's you're why I'm fascinated. Now I want to know. I feel like there's one other guy we're missing on Oklahoma. A quarterback that was a, a dual threat athlete. Um, now I'm drawing a total blank on. Because I think Paul Thompson won a Big 12 title. I think he started a full season. Did he? And and won a Big 12. He, he, he might have had some, like, ins and outs on that season, but I want to say he won a Big 12 title. Um, so I want to – I feel like we're missing, a, a like, an obvious, you know, rushing quarterback that carries the football. Here I go. I pulled up uh, – Here's some recent guys. Landry Jones, Baker Mayfield, Sam Bradford, Jason White, Josh Heupel, Nate Hibble, who had, was a little bit – I think he was a little mobile. Maybe you're right. But not really. Paul Thompson played some. Trevor Knight. Trevor Knight was dual-ish. Yeah. Dual-ish but but not, not like Kyler Murray. No, 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 no. Who's boss? But it's a, it's a, excuse me. It's a, it's a, I cannot speak. Are you okay? Well, you had a coughing fit earlier. Don't they, that people don't know oh, that, Mitch. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, he's had some bombs for the OU Sooner uh, baseball team this spring. Oh, Kyler Murray? Yes. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. Very good baseball player. Um, I, I think the, I, I think your your rewording and answering of the question is correct. Is Oklahoma good enough to win a Big Twelve title with Kyler Murray at quarterback? Yes, I, I do think that. Another thing that I love about college football is that there are quarterbacks that we think are just the guy, and sometimes they are spectacular, and sometimes they are awful. Like, what are the chances Kyler Murray or Austin Kendall starts in Week Six? That's what I'm saying. Like, we thought Garrett Gilbert and John Brantley were the second comings, and they. Just weren't Kyle Allen, five star quarterback. So it just it's one of those things where like, oh, we all think this guy's great, this guy's great, this guy's great, and then he gets the starting job and he sucks, and we're all like, oh, that's college football. And going back to Auburn situation when um, a couple years ago, not only did we say Jeremy John- Jeremy Johnson 
was great. Oh, yeah. Gus Malzahn was right. talking Heisman Trophy. That's the one. I'll brought, I'll him, brought, him, brought him to SEC Media Days. I'll defend to the day I die. That, 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 <laughs> that you were wrong? Yeah. I'll admit I was wrong, but I'll defend right. why, why, what the hype was for. The coaching but you're, staff. No, you're, you're finger pointing, though. Don't blame. Just, take, just own it. Just look in the mirror and say, yeah. it's Gus Malzahn's Don't fault. say anything more than that. <laughs> okay. Damn it. <laughs> Um, all right. Do you want me to ask any of the little? Those are our five big questions in the Big Twelve. We're going to do this every week. Different conference. So we five each big, week. three little. Should I ask a couple of little questions or no? T- Should we stop? T- quick. We'll go quick. Just quick ones. Yeah. Um, is is another? Is this another average Kansas State team? Yes. Or is they this, all look alike? Or is this a special one because they all look alike? They all look alike. So no idea. It's just I'm interested to see what happens to the quarterback position. I think it's going to be Skylar Thompson. Um, but they. I mean, I I say this with all due respect. They all look alike. They they do. Um, how how much better is Baylor going to get in one season from I, year one to year two with Matt Rule? I think you you know you look at them statistically last year they were awful. There was nothing fluky about their record, but I, I think Matt Rule has a track record. Temple got a lot better in, in year two. I think they're more they they know their quarterback is going to be. I think they will be better. I think they could go six and six and go to a bowl game. Will Texas Tech play any defense and therefore save Cliff Kingsbury's job? Um, they've gotten a little better. I, I have a feeling this year they could take another leap defensively and offensively. They'll still be really good, but they might kind of they might have the same result because the the, the the offense takes a small step back as the defense takes okay. a step back. There you step, go. Step forward. Big questions for the Big Twelve. Five big questions. Can I? S- We're going to do this again so every week for the next five weeks. A show that you bring up often that I've told you that I had on the DVR. I have Shameless. You finally watched? No, no, it? No, 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 no. I don't have that on the DVR. You I've are been an awful human being. The shy. I'd watched the oh, first episode, and I'm all in now. I've watched five in the past. It's like, pretty good. Week. It's it's really good. All I got to say. How many episodes in are you? I'm done. Are you, the whole thing. Okay. Is it is it has it been renewed, or is it just season. the one? Like, I, I, I'm a, not sure. Because uh, they – I don't want to give anything away, yeah, but, you, only, but there I'm needs to be a set. In. I don't want to give anything away, but the, 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 they did a great job in the season finale wrapping up certain storylines and opening up other ones, which okay, is what a good finale good. is supposed to do. So, um, all I got to say is chef's wife. That's all I got to say. Do I know who that is yet? Yeah, she's in the... She's in okay. The, You're a fan? Sarah. Okay, okay, yeah. You're a fan. Does she... She's very attractive. Are the feelings mutual? I mean, she's a fictional character. Okay. So, there's that. So, you're setting some limits. I love the way she dresses in that, that show. Okay. And she walks around all confident and stuff. I like her. I like the little dude. I'm huge He's a great actor. Who's... Who? The guy... The, the chef? Brandon? No, no. Or, the little guy. Kevin, yeah, little Kevin. I don't. Yeah, yeah, little Kevin. Yeah. Little Kevin. Uh, the little kid's angle is great. It's yeah. a real, it's a, it's scary and terrifying and also very real look. They they kind of want to be the Wire. Yeah, in the Chicago, Chicago Wire, which is which is fine. That's 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 fine. Um, it's a really good show. I'm a big fan. All right, do you want to talk uh, re- recruiting visits? We can. Yes. Okay, let's talk recruiting visits. What did you do last week, Mitch? I went on uh, a college tour in the Northeast with uh, daughter Zoe. Okay, junior in high school. So, we had some unofficials. So we only juniors, so we had some unofficials. So you you, you went to what? Penn State, Syracuse, no, uh, Virginia Tech, Maryland, maybe we stayed, Rutgers. We stayed in College Park, Maryland, but did not go on the College Mar- <laughs> University of Maryland campus. So no Rutgers, no Rutgers. Your we home drove, state. We drove by Rutgers, your home state of yes. New Jersey. No Penn State. No Pittsburgh doesn't count. It's too far away. Um, I'm not counting any of the. Are you going to do you know where we went? Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, okay. no. Just, you're trying to. You're I'm trying just to having fun around. here, okay. Mitch. Um, so basically, she's not going to play college football. Is what you're saying? Not at this point. Okay. 
She's probably 102 pounds. You know, maybe D tackle. So she's, she's Kyler Murray. Out. So she's Kyler Murray. She's got to kick out and go to defensive end. She can't play interior. She's not a hand in the dirt kind of, no. <laughs> kind of girl. She needs to stand up on the edge. Yes. Right. So not a good time. Um, what what schools are in the running here? Um, I would say Yale, and right now it's yeah. <laughs> Yale. It's no. a very it's very early, but you know, like who's showing you the most? You know, do they have? Do they serve you the cheese and the wine when you go to Yale? Yeah, like, is that great. on the platter? I had, Yale was great. It was great. They're tour. like we approve of underage drinking as long as it's a cabernet. From '98, I would say Yale, <laughs> Georgetown, and Vanderbilt would be the top three right now. Ooh, I didn't know early. that Vandy was it's in very the early. Yale, Georgetown, and Vanderbilt sounds like a dumb kid. There was a snowstorm in DC, and so the Yale visit got—I mean, the Georgetown visit got canceled. <gasps> uh, so we had to go on our own. Walk around campus it was snowing, so the campus was beautiful. But you get to do—you get to kind of see it for more than what it's worth. We saw if you're a just bunch by of kids on snowball fights. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, so Unless she doesn't like snow because she's lived in Nashville her whole life. No, she likes snow. Okay. So not really scared. So freezing. Yale one, Georgetown two, Vandy three. It's just all you know. It's like when you see on on you know the rivals. Things I know. I want to know what the what like. Uh, I want to know all, no leader, no leader, no leader, no leader. Okay. And you know, might if other coaches want to call, other schools want to call, she'd listen. We went to Penn University, of Pennsylvania. It was very nice, but it started to snow like crazy. And we had to get out of there because is that a Nike school or an Adidas school? It's a uh, <laughs> it's a Converse school. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, which ones did you go to that you're just totally eliminating? Uh, two. Haverford. Haverford's not going to work? Too small. It's like 1,200 students. It's in like suburban Pennsylvania. It was Smaller than nice. the high school. Yeah, it was very nice, but it's just too small. Okay. And she did not like Columbia. A little too urban. That's fine. Yeah, just a little too, a little too New York. You want a little more campus feel? Yeah. And okay. It's, it's nice, but it's just so good school. Columbia? So would, yeah. Advice. little advice from Zoe Light. Move your campus to uh, more... Don't, yeah. You know, rural area. Yeah, okay. Just, just, just a little advice for yeah, Columbia. Yeah, I'm not sure things are working out for you, Columbia. Yeah, <laughs> school's really struggling. <laughs> um, and then have for okay. So Penn is still technically in the running. Penn, yes, definitely. What about George Washington? Did we do it? Uh, go by George Washington? That was canceled as well. And George Washington is such an urban campus. You can't Once tell you when you got to Columbia, campus. you were like, definitely not going. Well, we just you can't even okay. tell. There's no real campus to, that that we could find when it was closed. <laughs> That's um, fine. All right, cool. And then we got we got Washu cool. in St. Louis. We're going to look at Mary. My daughter is eighteen yeah, months she, old. Is she looking yet? Yeah, eighteen months Any old. Letters? Um, she is. She's thinking like probably New Mexico State. Okay, I could see her at Idaho. Um, uh, she's eh, more of an Idaho State kind of like New Mexico State probably because of the academics. Um, and then maybe University of Florida. Okay. I can see that. There's Te- a lot of people that come down to those two. Technically, yeah, there's a lot of people where it's. I think that's where Tebow came. One down hand, to, right? it's Florida. People the other think Tebow almost with Alabama. Las Cruces, Gainesville. Mm, not sure. They're both equal distance from the water. Even though people think Gainesville's on the. It's not on the coast. Yeah. It's not. Um, all right. Well, cool. So fun, fun process. Cool. Very cool. Father daughter trip had a good time. Did you drive to the northeast? We flew to Laguardia. Rented a car, oh, drove sorry all about around. Laguardia, oh, it's such a dump right now. And then uh, drove all around, then returned the car at BWI and flew home. Cool, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, I've flown to BWI before. It's a, it's good. <sighs> DC, DC needs to get was fixed. cool. They need to fix it that was, thing. It, it's it's, it's been under construction for like ten years. It's ridiculous. And renting a car, you got you got to take a shuttle to it a shuttle. I know, it's I know, a mess. I know. Um, all right. Well, very successful trip. It sounds like uh, you have a, a smart kid there, Mitch. Uh, so, she's yeah, she's pretty she's, cool. She's, she's done well. All right. Well, um, who will cry more when you drop her off at college? You or your wife? Oh, clearly Heather, my wife. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm just asking. Will you cry? 
Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. I've turned into a crier. I never was a crier. Oh, I never was a crier. And now I cry at like bloody gory World War II movies. Like I watched Hacksaw Ridge and I was (laughs) crying. I'm not even kidding. I was so inspired by his actions. A conscientious observer saving lives in the middle of a war. I was crying. I was like, what am I doing? Parenthood. Parenthood has softened me up significantly. As your daughter was soft. She's that girl is dense, man. And I don't mean stupid. I mean like firm. She is built like a fullback already. Yeah, I could. She's in like the 22nd percentile of height, but like the 87th <laughs> yes. percentile in That's weight. That's what both my kids were, yeah. And she is, and your, t- your kids are tiny now yeah. as adults, or not as adults, as <laughs> yeah. teenagers. Yeah. They're, very, they're very slender. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, we're hoping that, that uh, our little girl grows out of that, because right now she could be like both, a sawed-off. Both you guys are tall. She so. could be like a sawed-off nose tackle right now, like Nikita Whitlock. That's <laughs> <laughs> she could I be. I don't think that's a compliment <laughs> no, to it's a, not. a girl to be. It's good. not. She doesn't understand words, though. Actually, that's not true. She does understand a lot of words. Daddy, she doesn't called, know, she Daddy doesn't, called me Nikita Whitlock on his podcast. Know, she doesn't know the difference in a 3-4 and a 4-3, though. She doesn't know that. Well, you know what? Not many people do now. They kind of morphed into yeah, you know, m- front multiplicity. Yes. It's a big one for, for my daughter. She's yes. big on, that's what will determine Las Cruces or Florida. Yeah. What's your front multiplicity, coach? Uh, hey, all right. Dan, Dan Mullen might be the coach in New Mexico. Big five, five big questions every week for the next couple of weeks as we look at each conference, and we'll take care of all the big news and notes as well. Again, reminder, go, go dive into the Athlon Sports uh, NFL Draft magazine. Find the nugget there. There's an ad in there that gives you a URL. If you go to that URL – and follow the instructions on there, which is very simple. Uh, you have a chance to win a free trip to any game you want in college football. It's a pretty cool idea, so go check it out. Little little nugget there buried in the NFL Draft magazine, which we know you're going to buy anyway. So give us your money. At Athlon Mitch, follow him on Twitter, of course. There, my, na- and my name is Braden Gall. You can follow me at Braden Gall. His name is Mitch Light. Thanks for listening. Athlon Sports, Cover 2 Podcast.